Hello, everybody, and welcome to Teacher's Wine with Jen and Justine. Awesome. Okay, so hope everyone's doing okay. Well, uh, today we kind of, something happened to you, Justine, today. We've had a busy week with high school stuff and assessments. And so really, I'll let Justine tell her story, but that's definitely kind of the focus for our topic today. So why don't you tell everyone what happened? Well, you're making it sound very exciting. (laughs) And it's probably not that exciting. It was just a normal everyday thing that just kind of got me thinking a little bit more. Uh, But this week, we're busy with report cards, all that fun stuff coming out soon for our kiddos. And we are trying very hard as well, I'm sure as all teachers, but on Hub, it's been really difficult because we've had a lot of students not necessarily engaging. And so now a bunch of parents and students are scrambling to get stuff in so that they can um, avoid that dreaded NER or no evaluation recorded <laughs> uh, assessment stem on the, or sorry, indicator on the report card. Uh, but so I've been reaching out to parents a lot this week. It's been busy and one of the things that kind of came out of it was for one student, she was not engaging very well. Her parents were a little frustrated with what was going on. Um, and so we chatted a little bit about the next steps. So they were worried that grade nine was kind of a write-off year for her because she's she got behind really quick. And I was able to go in and kind of re- reassure them that, you know what, no matter what, you get to move on to grade 10. So even though this is different circumstances and it's a really hard time, this is not going to define this person's future. And the only suggestion I really had for them, and I hate to say this because it's not even my subject, uh, but that they should try to stay up to date on at least math for multiple reasons that we'll get into later. (laughs) But so this is how our subject kind of came up this week. We decided that we wanted to talk about just kids automatically passing on to the next grade until high school, it happens for us here in Alberta at least. So with this topic, we don't, we're not for or against any side. We see positives and negatives to both. However, we just wanna present our views on it just so that you kind of see what it's like from a parent or a teacher perspective. Um, if you're a parent and then maybe you have more of opinion as a teacher and you can kind of share that with us too but this is just I don't know for us to whine to you since we don't have any solutions on this (laughs) all right so one of the things that I wanted to to discuss in terms of a of a good reason as to why this happens is a lot of our kids are at such a weird stage developmentally. They're, as I'm sure we all were at this point in our lives, they're figuring out who they are, they're figuring out um, where they fit in this crazy world. Some of our kids, um, where we teach, are just brand new to the country, so lots and lots of new things are happening. I don't know what you're talking about. I was a (laughs) puffy-haired gem back in junior high, Jen. <laughs> and so, um, tr- like, truthfully, if they're, if they have that kind of security that they know that they're going to be able to move on, it means that there's less pressure. It means that they have a chance to really develop themselves as a learner, develop their study habits, and figure out what really works best for them in places like high school where they're a bit older, and of course post secondary where they can really, really um, explore what their gifts are when it comes to this. Yeah, so it's kind of that 
when we talk about learning from your mistakes, learning from your failures, when we take away that possibility of failing and being held back from your friends, they're more, or in theory, they should be more willing to take these risks and make mistakes and learn about themselves as a learner even more, in theory. Yeah, yeah. So that was definitely one of the, one of the good things about it. So one of the things that I think we're not doing a great job of just by passing kids through to high school is that we're not really teaching them to be accountable. So no matter what they're doing, they're just getting pushed forward no matter what. And I just don't honestly know if that's the best way uh, to go about teaching certain life skills. You couldn't have said it better. That's what I was just going to tack on is we, they're going to assume that the world will always do that for them, right? And that's not something that as teachers or as even parents, we want to give them that impression, right? Right, like there's no work deadlines. If you just get it done when you get yeah. it done, sweetie, that's fine. Yeah, it does not happen, <laughs> as I'm sure you guys know. Yeah. That- On the flip side of that, something that I do think is really beneficial for them is that studies have shown that it is better for their mental health uh, and their social skills. So just kind of what we were tagging on before when we were talking about the positives, those just keep going uh, where when they're held back, I think they they do feel like the failure and it really does weigh on them and it, it can affect their mental health in so many different ways. But when they're getting to stay with their friends, with their peers, uh, it's shown to be better for them Mentally. Yeah, like that sense of consistency, right? If, they're, if they've been with a certain friend since elementary, they still get to be with that friend in junior high and even parts of high school. So that, of course, would, like, would reduce some of the mental stress and even in terms of like creating a better community for them, decreasing bullying, all those sort of things would be definitely seen in that system. On the flip side of it, of course, it's like if you are, as a kid, just being pushed through the system, if you don't understand the basic concept in something like math or in something like PE, which is obviously more physical, how do you then build upon that skill when it's more or less required, for example, in something like high school? The example that I'll use specific to math is if you don't understand your times tables in grade three, grade four, grade five, how do you go on to mentally solve um, square roots in grade eight and grade nine if you don't have that skill and personally speaking from experience that's something i've had to go back and do i've had to find youtube videos that are for elementary students going through basic facts of multiplication and getting it through to them because they didn't learn that skill before Mm -hmm. yeah and that's i just always found that problem in math i used to teach math a while ago and i find that kids are so low in math even just getting into junior high and it really concerns me and I don't know if this is based on that let's push them through philosophy or I'm sure there's tons of things to blame for it however I can sit here and blame everything I want (laughs) but it's not going to help anybody so I think that's just kind of one of the hugest things that sticks out to personally me for that and then Jen you really did bring something up that's important for phys ed which is the basic skills too and I didn't even think about that which is really funny but little things like even today kids can barely throw a ball sometimes and it's because they don't know how to do a weight transfer or properly or they don't know what path their arm should take or what following through is 
or that if I point my shoulders and my hips somewhere, that's probably where an object is going to go. It's those little basic skills that I feel like they're somewhat missing out on and they're not caring to do because they don't see the value of it right now. But when they get to a place where they can fail, they're going to start seeing that value. Absolutely. It might be too late then. Mm -hmm. So then we'll explore something else of the positive. This is one that I think I've just seen a lot of people struggle with. And that's at such a young age, if we are going to stream our kids earlier and earlier, let's say we decide to put our kids through different streaming in the middle of junior high, so grade eight or grade nine, they're so young that they may not know what they want to do with their lives. So that leaves kind of a double-edged sword because on one hand, they may say, okay, I don't know what I want to do, so I'm going to do my best to strive and take all these higher level academic courses, which is fine. That's totally great and that's perfect if that's what they think might be the route. But on the other hand, they might say, okay, this is um, a non-academic course that I want to take. And I'm just going to take it because I want to do something in my non, I want to do something not so academically focused. Like photography Mm -hmm. or, I don't know. Social media, (laughs) web design, any of those things, which are also great jobs and ones that actually encourage my students to go into. But then they might have the flip side of, oh no, I need... I don't want to do that anymore. I really want to go do something else. And now I need that math course or now I need that extra language or whatever the case may be. And again, I'm a full, a firm believer of my students going on to a path that really gives them joy and fulfillment because ultimately that's what's going to make them happy and get out of bed Monday morning. But if we're streaming them, they might not even know what that is. Or on the other side, that job or that niche hasn't been created yet mm-hmm. by the time those kids go out in the world in about 10 years from now. So I think that's kind of the positive about not pushing them through the system and having them pick and choose courses uh, when they're so young. Yeah, it's very well said. Can you imagine if we start having social media influencer classes? (laughs) But I mean, seriously, like years ago, we could not have thought that that would even be a career. And why wouldn't we try to teach them things like that if that's what they're interested in? Okay, Jen, so I think the very last thing that we wanted to talk about was kind of against pushing kids through. And it was more about reinforcing avoidance behaviors. And so what I mean by that is when we look at stress in the normal response to stress, uh, we know that if we avoid it, it creates a problem and it becomes way worse and that we know if we tackle it straight on that we learn those resilient skill resiliency skills in order to adapt and be able to deal with the situations better next time now by saying to kids okay well you're just going to go through no matter what when they get stressed out about an assignment or about even just sometimes coming to school or showing up for online lessons guess what they're going to do they're going to avoid it because the short-term gain is way more beneficial than the long-term consequence yeah. when that consequence isn't really there. Yeah. yeah, and that got Justine and I into really thinking about things. So to kind of just give you an example of this, and those of you with kids or those of you that kind of teach our age range will understand this. It's their job. It's a normal developmental stage in their in their, in their minds to feel that everyone's looking at them. I honestly can't remember what the name is. I don't remember... There's a, there's a term for it. If you guys remember what it is, let us know. And with that, they perceive that everyone is looking at them, which is, again, like I said, a normal, normal uh, adolescent perception. However, our students are using their phones to cope with that. 
right? So, oh, we've got it Googled here. It's the gaze perception. That does sound a bit familiar. And if they're using their phones to kind of deal with that stress, oh my gosh, I feel like everyone's looking at me. They're going to think I'm a loser. I'm not doing anything, so I better go stare at my phone. It deals with, it really just pacifies them in some way and gives them that sense of, let me just avoid this uncomfortable situation. It's almost similar to kind of what's happening now in the system where that behavior is being, I guess, reflected in other ways because we have them. Oh, I don't really need to participate in PE. I can just sit here. What? There's no consequence, right? Yeah. Or on my on my hand, and I do have this with um, with math. Okay, I don't need to do math. I don't get math, so that's I'm just it. Just not good at it. Just not good at it. And again, like you said, what sort of skills are we teaching our kids when it comes to this? And and like we said earlier, I don't know if pushing them through the system or, or segregating them at you know 13 14 is the answer i'm not saying that but i'm saying it's definitely there's definitely some other factors that are playing into it that you know we're just noticing whether we're teaching them online or in classes it almost looks like as i'm looking at our lists of pros and cons that we've gone over it almost looks like all the pros are for mental health and proper development and just overall well-being where our cons are more coming from the teacher side of us, where we're seeing these certain behaviors and these certain, um, yeah, where, where we're just finding that certain behaviors that are leading towards their, it's affecting their learning essentially because they're picking up on all these different coping mechanisms and avoidance tactics in order to get out of something, again, because there's no consequence. And so it's almost like we have like a teacher's list where we're yeah. like, no, this is why they should be able to fail. And uh, we have, it's, it's seen in our classroom almost daily, but the human side of us is looking at it from the mental health side and completely empathizing and understanding that side of it as well. And how, how hard these years are for yep. kids. Well, and then I'll throw something out there. It's not on our list, so I'm just bringing it up as we were discussing this. When I taught in the UK, kids are streamed as early as grade seven. Now, the age difference there is a little bit different. Most of the grade sevens are just turning 11, so equivalent to our grade sixes. But they are streamed, and I know every school sets them differently based on their different types of tests. Um, being the teacher at that age range, it was also difficult because if they were put in what they called bottom set, there was huge uh, ramifications in terms of behaviors that you're teaching as a student. And then, like you said, their mental health, they were definitely like, oh my gosh, I'm bottom set. They, the only difference is in that system, throughout a year, you have opportunities to move. So if two or three months you can show that you've done really, really well, you are allowed to move up. It's, so you have the motivation. The, yeah, totally. Now, does it happen all the time at that age range? You know birds of a feather flock together at that age. So all of a sudden, you know, you do have a child who maybe in the teacher's mind knows that they're able to do the work and they're able to succeed, but maybe they had a couple of bad days in the beginning of year seven in that example. Well, then they're with people that maybe don't or are unable to learn the way traditional learning ways are set up. They might adopt those behaviors and then you're left with that as well. So. Yeah. It's, it's just like we said, we don't have any, we're not pro, we're not arguing for a specific side, but there's just so many factors to consider when it comes to our kiddos. But I think it is so interesting that 
well, the way that you just explained the UK system, that they have that motivation to move up if they are at the bottom, which it's really sad to be like, oh, <laughs> like to Your streamline them like that. Yeah, and at such a young age too, right? Yeah, and like yeah. I think that's almost setting them up to think that they're bad kids, which is a whole nother can of worms that we're not going to get into. And especially, I don't think we'll ever get into that yeah. because we don't do that this way in Canada. But I really do like that motivation piece because we're here expecting kids to be intrinsically motivated and they're just not. Yeah. They're just not. Absolutely. And I mean, we're going, okay, so how can we make them be motivated? And I think that's the piece that we're really missing in all of this is that we just don't have that motivation piece. Because when I was a kid, I was scared to fail that grade. I didn't yeah. want to get held back. Yeah. That was part of my motivation and that taught me how to be motivated and how to work towards things where I just, I feel like we're lacking that piece a lot these days because it's kind of like, well, do it or don't. It's all on you and what difference is it going to make for you? So some kids are like, you know what, like I'm, (laughs) I, I got some parents who aren't very nice to me when I have my bad grades and yeah, again, not really going to go into that side of things. Absolutely. Um, but we also have kids who parents are working four different jobs and just trying to raise three kids on their own. And so that motivation can't really come from yeah. their parents. And sorry, I was going to add some of our kids too are the ones getting their younger siblings out the door. Mm-hmm. So by the time they're already here at our school, they're already exhausted because they've had to not only get themselves up and get breakfast up for themselves, they're getting that for all their siblings. And in that case, I have more sympathy for kids like that who aren't necessarily completing the work and they will be okay getting pushed on but I don't know I don't have an answer for this and I think that's what's kind of interesting with how education has changed since even when we were kids which honestly was not that long ago yeah yeah you've seen our <laughs> selfie and if you haven't go look at it <laughs> well, I can tell you right now I turn 34 next week so or maybe the day after this podcast comes out <laughs> Uh, So it wasn't that long ago when we were sitting in the same seats as our kids, but just the world is so different now. And I feel like the kids are so different than I was. And I mean, that could also be coming from the fact that I grew up in a completely different community um, than our kids do. But I know, Jen, like you grew up in a similar area to this. So I don't know, like, how did you feel growing up? That's such a good question. I feel like it's, I do feel like there's a change. And now I always try and do my best to keep myself kind of in this in the headspace of like I came from a family where studies were important. They weren't the end all of everything, but they were definitely important. And therefore I was with friends with people who felt the same way. And I think maybe that's the difference is that maybe that network isn't there again. Maybe, you know, there's other factors. Like I said earlier, we do have lots of parents that did come as refugees. So they are dealing with trauma and language barriers. But I do feel like there's a difference and I... I would love to say, of course, there's one answer. Yeah. That's the hard part with um, doing an episode like this or even just our jobs is there's so many multiple and multiple factors with something like this. Is it the system? Is it the parents? Is it the cultural barriers, the language barriers? Is it, of course, you know, the global pandemic that's happening? Like <laughs> so many factors and all we truly want is our kids to just learn just figure something out for themselves just become like i said have that fulfilling job and you know that thing that drives them in the morning whatever it may be that works for them find a passion Mm -hmm. yeah so again (laughs) we know a little bit about what we're talking about but there is so many different views that we don't take 
so we're going to actually tell you our social medias right now. Yes. Um, we have a challenge for you. Yeah, we honestly just want to know what your thoughts are because our thoughts were going on as a ramble, as you can tell. <laughs> so um, on my Instagram, Miss Mahal, so it's MS underscore Mahal, and yours? Fuller Fized, so F U L L E R P H Y S E D. Um, we're going to post a quote from this episode. And what we want you to do is in the comments, Tell us your thoughts on passing students on to the next grade. We really want to know kind of what you guys are thinking about. So, yeah, take a peek at those and give that a look and let us know what you're feeling. I guess that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for whining with us. 